Hello, hello, friends. Uh, this episode comes from a coaching call I was having recently with one of my students who was receiving some feedback about her Facebook group. And she was getting herself into a bit of a panic about whether she needed to change the title, change the purpose of the group. Should I expand the audience, contract the audience, do the things? And we decided to have a little conversation about it because, you know, feedback is important to take into consideration in our business. But it doesn't always mean that we need to do something about the things that people say. So I thought that we would break down that conversation um, so that you also know how to handle feedback and what you should be doing and, you know, whether you should be acting on that feedback or whether you just need to keep doing what you're doing and say, thanks for thanks for telling me that, but I'm just going to park it over here. So we're going to talk a little bit about what to do when you get feedback and whether you should actually make a decision based on it. So let's get into it. This is Simple Facebook Group Strategy with me, Sarah Beisel. Do you want to know how to set up and optimize your Facebook group? Do you need a content strategy you can actually stick to? Are you wondering how to get new members into your group every single week? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. Over the last three years, I've developed simple strategies for optimization, growth, and engagement so you can create a Facebook group that actually supports your business. I grew my group from zero to one and a half thousand members on my own, and I make consistent sales every single month without showing up anywhere else on social media. And I did all of this in less than 30 minutes per day. I believe that when we pour into our community strategically, we pave the way for the kind of relationships that turn into paying customers. So if you're ready to start your Facebook group, create an engagement strategy, and develop a growth plan so you can finally have the foundations to market your business successfully, grab a coffee and pull up a chair. Let's do this. I know God has put a dream on your heart to build a thriving community, to serve your audience and build deep connections with them. I know you're thinking that a Facebook group could be the way forward, but you're afraid. What if nobody joins? What if people don't care about what you have to say? What if you put in all of this time and effort to create something that falls flat on its face? I have been right there and I felt all of that so deeply. There was a time that I abandoned my Facebook group for four months because I didn't think it was working, but I listened to God. I got clear on his vision, and in less than a year, I have a beautiful community that's so much better than anything I could have hoped for. So wherever you are on your Facebook group journey, if you haven't started yet, if you just started but don't know what to do next, or if you've been at it a while but it just isn't working, God sees you, I see you, and I want you to know that there is a hope and a future for you. I want you to say it with me. I am done being too scared to start my group. I am done feeling like my content isn't good enough. I believe that my community is needed and I am ready to create an engaged Facebook group. I want you to say yes to that dream on your heart. I want you to go right now to sarahbeisel.com slash Facebook group foundations and say yes to yourself. And I'm going to be right there with you to walk through this journey to creating a beautiful online community. 
That's S-A-R-A-H-B-E-I-S-E-L dot com slash Facebook group foundations. Let's do this together. All right. So when I thought back to this coaching call that I had with this student, um, I was able to come up with a list of five things that I was really helping her work through so that we could determine whether she needed to actually take that feedback into consideration, right? Because here's the thing, right? People are going to have a lot of opinions about what you do in your business, what you do with your Facebook group. Oh, you should be talking to this person and that person. And oh, this audience is all wrong. And oh my goodness, you shouldn't be doing this. Like my dad, I love him, but he doesn't know anything about running a business. And he would always say, well, shouldn't you be doing this? And it's like, well, I can think about that. And I'll certainly you know, take your opinion into account because, you know, he's my dad and I value him and appreciate him, but he's not my business advisor, right? And so there's this process that we have to go through when people share their opinions or tell us things about our business so that we can, um, we can know whether to, in you know, act on them because not every piece of advice that you receive from people is, first of all, not every piece of advice that you receive is actually good advice and not every piece of feedback is valid feedback. Um, but, there's a lot of other things to weigh in before you decide to do something about that feedback. Sometimes you absolutely need to, but not always. And so that's why I have these five questions here so that you can start working through these kinds of um, decisions when they come up for you. So the first thing that I really want you to think about when you receive feedback, the first question to ask yourself is, who is giving me this feedback, right? Is it coming from Is it coming from your business advisor or your business mentor or a business partner? Is it coming from your clients, people that are paying you money? If if that's the case, then their feedback is very valuable and you really should consider it strongly, right? Because they are, you know, you're either paying them for their knowledge or they're paying you for their knowledge. And so you have this much higher relationship with these people. If the feedback is coming from, you know, a parent or a friend or family member or some random stranger on the internet that's never met you, then, you know, you can consider it, but you might not need to be doing anything about it because they're not in a position of either authority in related in relation to your business or um, they're just not someone that you have that, you know, business relationship with to where their feedback is actually super important for you to think about. So that's the first question. Who is actually giving you this feedback? Where is it coming from? Because, it's really important to determine that before you start, you know, jumping ship and changing your entire business based on like something you saw on Twitter or whatever, right? Like take it into consideration where the feedback came from, which takes us into question number two that you have to ask yourself here. Has this opinion come from just one person or multiple people? If it's just one random person, then it might just be that that person Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they just have a very particular way of thinking or or behaving that is impacting the way that they're viewing what you do. It's completely isolated and it's not necessarily a pattern that you need to um, consider or do anything about, right? But if that opinion suddenly comes from, you know, five people or 10 people or more, maybe then you need to start taking that into account because maybe there's something that's actually concerning, right? So every now and again, as an example of this, you know, I get, I have an email in my welcome sequence that's titled, please unsubscribe. If you have ever signed up to any of my emails, which I totally recommend you do. I have a lot of fun things that I share in my emails, including podcast episode updates, and I share tips and resources and all the things. Um, 
But one of the emails that I'll send out to you when you sign up is called Please Unsubscribe, and it's a, an intentionally quite controversial email. And most of the time, the reaction I get is great. You know, most times people will email me back saying, oh my goodness, I really love this email. This is actually so interesting to read. And then every now and again, I get an email that's like, oh, don't, why, why would you tell me to do this? <laughs> and, you know, I, I, take that into account. I know that it's controversial. I have actually adjusted a few things because of feedback that I've received. But as you can see with this scenario, the overwhelming majority of feedback is very positive and very receptive of this. So if I had just focused on that one negative piece of feedback, then I might have got rid of an email that has proven to be very successful and very much enjoyed by the people that read it. So that's just one thing to think about, right? And then another example, right, is I recently have migrated my emails over to Flowdesk. I love, love Flowdesk and I'm so happy to be using them for my emails. But when you move things, there's some technical glitches and I set up a sequence and started it, you know, let it, let it go out into the world. And then I woke up the next morning to like four emails. Like I got this twice. I didn't need to do this. Oh, I'm sure you, you know, is the, I don't think you've tagged things correctly because I don't think I should have gotten this email. And it was just like an email after email of people very kindly letting me know that there was something that had gone wrong <laughs> in my tech. And that's just part of, that's just part of doing business. Sometimes things are going to go wrong and you just have to laugh at your mistakes and move on. But if I had ignored that, I would have had, you know, very broken emails that were sending all the wrong things to the wrong people. So, you know, three or four emails after, you know, seeing that this was a problem, I was able to, you know, pay attention to it and go in and fix it versus just one person maybe saying something had gone wrong. I could say, well, maybe it's just user error. Maybe you did something wrong, but three, four, five emails coming in saying, Sarah, I think something's wrong <laughs> is a cue to me to go fix it. So a couple of examples there, but quite, yeah, coming back to question number two, then has this opinion come from just one person or many? That's going to help you determine whether you need to do anything about it because it might just be an isolated incident from one random person's opinion that just doesn't so happen to match up with yours, but it might be something serious that you want to think about if lots of people are sharing something. So something else for you to consider there. Okay, question number three. Is this opinion in line with biblical truth? This one might be a little trickier to figure out. This one might be that you have to sit down and think about it for a bit. And I'm trying to give you these questions kind of in the order of... Um, how you would tackle this, right? So if usually going through question one and two will give you the answer that you need in order to decide whether you're doing anything with this feedback or not, right? So questions three, four, and five are getting into some of these like bigger dilemmas where, you know, maybe maybe a couple of people have been telling you something. Maybe it has come from a business mentor or someone that you trust. And now you're like, okay, but do I still want to do anything about this? And so we're getting into these slightly more tricky decisions to make. So is this opinion in line with biblical truth? This is something that is going to be a bit of a reflective process, right? I'm not saying that you have to go read the whole like Bible cover to cover every time you need to make a decision, right? But based on, you know, what you know and what you feel in your gut is right about, you know, what what God says about how you should behave and how you should be conducting your business and the kinds of things that you should be doing and focusing on and shouldn't be doing and all of these things. How does that, how does that feel with you? How does it sit with you when you think through what you know about your faith and your, your walk and your relationship with Jesus and what this opinion is stating, 
right? So as an example, let's see, maybe the piece of feedback that you get is, um, you know, maybe maybe you've been taught by a business mentor that you should be sending messages via DM in order to get your clients. Now, it's not a strategy I particularly agree with, but I know that it does work for some people. So maybe that that's your strategy and someone comes to you and is like, please stop sending me all these messages. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't know you. I think this is really awful. Like, this is just the worst strategy ever. And it's really icky. Why are you doing this with your business? Like, maybe that's the kind of message that you get, right? And maybe a couple of people have said that to you because you're sending a lot of messages out to people, right? Now, is that, does that opinion line up with biblical truth? Well, that one is is kind of tricky as well because, you know, it's not like the Bible tells you you should send messages on Instagram to people to grow your business or not, right? It's not like that black and white. But, you know, we can look to whether we should be, you know, how, how do we want to interact with people? Should we be um, leading, you know, are you leading with, you know, love and kindness or are you just, you know, jumping straight in with your sales pitch and telling people to buy your thing? Or, you know, are you taking the time to establish relationships with people, right? Are... Um, and on this point, you know, are the people that are sharing these opinions, are they grounded in the Bible? You know, like, are they, are their opinions coming from a place of biblical truth as well? Because they might not be, in which case their opinion might not matter as much because they don't have that same, you know, moral faith foundation that you do as well. So you would have to say, well, the, you know, the Bible tells me to be kind and generous and to, you know, spend time getting to know people and to treat people the way that I would want to be treated and all of these things. And so if by the end of this reflective process, you say, actually, like what I'm doing is, I think, biblically aligned. It's it's not like I'm doing something that is sinful or malicious or anything, then, you know, maybe that opinion, you could set it aside, right? And, and it might be actually that someone brings something to your attention and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize I was doing this. You know, it's up to you to decide what to do with that information, but it's something to consider because you want to make sure that you're operating from a place of um, like a, that solid biblical foundation and that solid faith foundation. And sometimes we do just mess things up or we go a little sideways by accident and it, it takes a good loving person to kind of <laughs> point us back in the right direction. But again, Sometimes people will seek to tear down businesses that are Christian foundation, Christian based because that's their, that's their goal. So something to consider, is that opinion actually in line with biblical truth? Is what I'm doing in line with biblical truth? Or, you know, is it not, right? So weigh that out too. Okay. Ooh, that was a big one. <laughs> question number four, very similar again to question number three, but again, a slightly different um, way to view this does the feedback align or go against God's vision for my business? This is, this is a really, really big one that I have not done often enough. And it's actually led to my, to me making a lot of very bad decisions in my business. God gives you a vision and he may not give you, you know, the whole thing all at once, but you know your next step or two. Maybe you know your next step two or three, but you at least know what you should be doing right now. And you, sh if you don't, then, you know, spend some time seeking that and seeing what, what God brings you to. But if God has given you a vision for your business and that is clear what you should be doing and the direction that you should be going and you're receiving feedback that is telling you to go a different direction, that is something that needs a lot of weighty consideration because they don't necessarily know. They don't know God's vision for you. They don't know what he's told you or what he's been leading you to. 
they might not be Christian based at all. They might just be saying something because it feels like the right thing for them to say rather than it being from any sort of spiritual place as well. Like you have no idea. So if it does not go, or sorry, if it goes against the vision that God has given you, then that's something for you to really, really consider before you make any decision to do anything about that, right? And it might be that actually that is, you know, God's using that person to say, like, we were going this way, but we need to change directions. And it might not be. Again, this all of these are not black and white. These are just questions that I hope are going to help guide your guide your reflections and your um thinking about this like I can't tell you exactly what the right answer is going to be right unless we're sitting down having a conversation about it because these things are very nuanced and tricky but make sure that you are still operating within God's vision and that you don't lightly depart from that because this is a mistake I made right where you know God wanted me to start this Facebook group and do all the things with my Facebook group and then I got into a coaching relationship that was not in any way biblically sound. (laughs) Mistake number one. But anyway, there I was and I was kind of being encouraged to do things that took me away from that. And when I was expressing, you know, doubts about whether I should basically make this decision, right? Should I continue with this Facebook group or should I change the audience, broaden it and do something different? And you know, my coach couldn't coach me from a place of, well, that was what God's vision was. So should you be departing from that or should you stick, stay the path, stay the course, right? She was just like, well, if that's what you're feeling, then that's what you should do, which is not very helpful advice, especially when it doesn't come from a spiritual place or like that shared spiritual foundation in the Bible, right? So it's something that's very important to take into consideration if you're really struggling to know what to do with this decision and what to do with the feedback that you've received about your business or about something that you're doing within your business. So <laughs> question number four, a very weighty one there. <laughs> Does this feedback align or go against God's vision for my business? All right, so let's go on to the last question for you to consider, which is, does this feedback make me feel at peace even if I don't agree with it? And I think this question here is really important because sometimes we do get feedback that we don't necessarily agree with and we do need to do something about it for the sake of a business relationship or for business growth or maintaining client relationships, like whatever the scenario may be. And we're not always going to agree with changes that we have to make in our own business, but it's ultimately so important that we feel at peace about it because that peace is a a Holy Spirit peace that is saying this decision is okay. It is okay to take this feedback into consideration and do something about it. I know you may not like it, but it's what feels at peace because it's the right thing to do, right? So there's oftentimes where we have to do things that doesn't, that we don't necessarily agree with. I'm not going to get into um, the details of this because it's, 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 you know, it's information I want to keep confidential, but there have been some decisions I've had to make lately where I didn't necessarily agree with them because I, you know, for a, very, for a number of reasons, it just didn't quite sit with like my particular opinions of the situations, but I know it's the right thing to do and it's the right decision to make based on, you know, going through this question process and based on the circumstances and the feedback and all of these things. So I know that the decision is right and I feel super at peace with it, but I'm also not 
on board with it because I have my own personal opinions that I'm bringing into the mix, right? So it is possible to make good decisions for your business that don't, that you're not like 200% on board with personally. Um, and this becomes even more important if you're in a, you know, a larger business where you have team members or, you know, if you're like in a mega business with, you know, shareholders down the road. Um, when it's just you, it's a little most of the time you're going to agree with the decisions that you're making, right? When it's just you. But, you know, when there are more people involved in your organization as your business grows, then there may be things that you have to do and make decisions that you have to make based on feedback that you personally don't agree with, but it's best overall for your organization. So it's really important to make sure that at the end of the day, you feel peace about the decision because that's like God brings peace, right? That is that is who he is. He is a God of peace. He is not a God of stress and anxiety and fear and all of these things. Ultimately, he wants us to be at peace and trusting that he's taking us in the right direction. And so if you really feel inner turmoil, real like discontent, something that just does not sit with your gut, if you're, if you're thinking about making a decision based on the feedback, then it might not be the right decision, right? Versus if you are hearing that feedback and you think, yeah, you know, uh, personally, I'm not 100% sure, but I know that this is the right decision and I feel good about it, then that's how you know you've got that that piece about the decision. So let's recap these five questions just to go back over them. If you're taking notes, you definitely should <laughs> go grab go grab a notebook and write these five questions down for the next time you receive some feedback and you're not sure what to do about it. So ask yourself these five questions. Number one, who's giving me this feedback? Is this someone that I should value their opinion more highly? Or is this someone that may not have the best intentions or just know what they're talking about? Question number two, has this opinion come from just one person or many? Question number three, is this opinion in line with biblical truth? And kind of a secondary question to that is what I'm, is the, you know, the the thing in question that I'm getting feedback about, is that in line with biblical truth as well? Question number four, does this feedback align or go against God's vision for my business? And lastly, question number five, does this feedback make me feel at peace even if I don't agree with it? So the next time you get someone sharing their opinion and you're not 100% sure what on earth you should be doing about it, if anything, go back through this question process, come back and listen to this episode if you need, or just write the questions down and go through them, you know, in your morning time, in your quiet time, in your prayer time, and um, let these questions guide you to the right decision, whether you should be doing anything about this feedback or whether you can just tuck it away for later or dismiss it because it's completely, you know, irrelevant to what you're doing and you and the right thing is just to keep on keeping on. So I hope that this is helpful for you the next time that you're in this kind of situation so that you could be confident in knowing how to handle that feedback in the best way possible. All right. Well, have a, an amazing rest of your day. I can't believe that we're at the end of February already. The next time we talk is going to be March, which seems bizarre. <laughs> it doesn't seem like we should already be in March. Wasn't New Year just like yesterday? But that's just the way the year goes. It just keeps going. <laughs> and so should we. So have a lovely rest of your week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Hey friend, if you loved today's episode, I want to hear about it. Let's continue the discussion in my free Facebook group. Go to sarahbeisel.com slash community and tell me what you thought. I would also love it if you took 30 seconds to leave me a review. 
Reviews help other people just like you find the show so they can create thriving Facebook groups too. It's time for me to reheat my coffee and head inside my group. I'll see you there or back here for the next episode. 